You're tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in for another wonderful episode of Style of Business, SOB, the podcast. I am your host, Keetra, and I will be speaking to the keynote speaker, publisher, and co-author of the best-selling book, Go for No, by Ms. Andrea Waltz. She is actually one of the co-writers, and she's going to be speaking with us today about her projects, seminars, and everything that she has going on in her world. So we will let her, let me slow this thing down, guys. I don't know why I'm going a thousand miles per hour, but we'll give her a minute to give us a brief introduction and then we will roll right into the interview. So without further ado, Andrea, how are you doing today? I am so good. It's so great to be with you. Absolutely. And I thank you for being with us. And I'm so thankful that like so many of my guests, I was able to uh, connect with you and fortunately found you on Twitter. So um, let's get started by getting into a bit of your background and the work that you do, and then we'll discuss some of the things that you have going. Yeah, absolutely. So my background actually is the last 20 years has been being an entrepreneur, um, being a speaker, trainer, author, sharing this one very specific message about how to kind of reprogram the way you think about failure, rejection, and hearing the word no. Before that, I was mostly in the retail industry, and I was the general manager at Lens Crafters. I was there through the whole time I was in college, basically getting my degree in criminal justice, which I used absolutely nothing of whatsoever. (laughs) So there was that, but it really, uh, the journey has been interesting for me because I didn't have any idea what it was like to be an entrepreneur and to have to be disciplined and make sure that, like, if you wanted to make sales, you had to go out and hustle and do that on your own. And so I learned very quickly that you have to take charge in that area because I just never thought that that's what I would do. I always had kind of normal jobs and was going to go to college and as I said, when I was in school and going to school for crime scene investigation is what I wanted to do. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I, that was before the TV show. Like, there was no okay. CSI, so that wasn't <laughs> even a thing. And nobody really knew what that was. But the problem was there's not a lot of jobs in that area, believe it or not. And so they said, maybe if you get lucky, you can get a, an unpaid internship. And to be honest, I was really interested in making money after being in school. Like I think most college students are, I wanted to make money. I didn't want to be a free intern. So um, my passion was not obviously there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I I tell you what, I mean, it, it does sound interesting, crime scene investigation, but when they tell you that it would be an unpaid internship, things can change. So I totally get you and I understand you there. Let's talk about your book, the one that you've, uh, well, obviously you co-authored with Richard Fenton, Go for No. And I want to thank you for the copy that you sent over. I'm going to admit, I'm one of those those people. I mean, I guess like everybody, you don't want to be rejected or hear the word no. But I mean, after reading that, it definitely changes your insight. And it's a little bit easier to digest when people uh, say no and stuff. And so as far as like sales and stuff like that, I, I definitely... I found it beneficial, but 
this book is doing extremely well. Like you guys have exceeded 400,000 copies in the sales and you're helping people around the globe. Tell me a bit about how the vision of the book came to be. So Go For No is something that happened to Richard and he tells the story in the book. And the book is actually, just so people know, it's, it's a fable. So it's not just one of these kind of typical how-to or whatever type of books. It's a story. So you kind of get engaged, hopefully, through the story. But fundamentally, the story that kind of set off the whole go-for-no message and philosophy was my husband was working in a menswear store, and he was selling suits for a living, and he was pretty sure that they were going to fire him because he was doing horribly. And the district manager visited the store one day, and he, Richard, my husband, happened to get a customer walk in on this particular day who said, basically, I want to buy a whole wardrobe of clothing. And this was in front of the district manager. So Richard is all excited because he's thinking now that he's close to being fired, but maybe with this great sale, he can impress his district manager and it'll buy him some time to improve and they won't, <laughs> they yeah. won't fire him right away. So anyway, he ends up having this great sale. The customer leaves and the district manager comes over and says, hey, Richard, that was a great sale, but can I ask you a question? And Richard said, sure. And he said, well, out of curiosity, I saw the great sale and everything, but what did that customer say no to? And Rich reviewed everything that he had sold to that customer. And he said, well, the customer didn't say no to anything, Harold. You know, he bought all of these clothes. That's why he was here. And then Harold said, well, then how did you know he was done? Mm. And Rich said, oh, well, I just assumed he was done at some point in the sale because the guy had spent like $1,100. And so Harold told my husband in that moment, he said, you know, you're a good salesperson, but your fear of the word no is going to kill you. If you could learn to get over that, I think you could become one of the great, you could be a great salesperson. Yeah. So that was kind of like this life-changing moment where he realized, my husband did, that he didn't like to hear the word no, that he was selling and not selling to his full potential. And when he applied himself and he said, I knew that I couldn't necessarily succeed, but I knew I had what it took to fail. <laughs> I knew I could fail my way to success. I knew I could hear no more often. Yeah. And teacher, that's like the secret of the whole message of go for no, which is don't avoid hearing no, go for no. If there's something that you want to ask someone, and this goes to anything, this is like, it doesn't matter if you want to ask somebody for a favor, somebody on a date, somebody for some money, somebody to invest in your business, somebody to hire you. It's like everything. There's that moment where you have the, you have the decision, you have the chance to ask somebody. And if you make the ask, you will maybe hear no, but you'll also maybe hear yes. And so that's the whole go for no philosophy. And when we left our corporate jobs at LensCrafters, we launched a speaking and training company, and it was focused on the retail industry. But of all of the things that we taught, we taught like customer service and we taught management. I mean, we taught all of these things, but of everything that we shared, go for no. That story that I just told you and the yeah. general message was the thing people loved the most. And so that's why we focus on it to this day is because it's really needed in the marketplace. People need to have the courage to hear no. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, and, and one of the things that I love about it is that it's a message that kind of goes for not only sales, but um, just in anything that you want to do in, in terms of 
reaching success goals, sales goals, you know, whatever goals that you might have. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things to where a lot of just like what you were saying with Richard, he thought that since the gentleman had spent X amount of dollars that he was done. And actually, he probably could have tacked on an extra, you know, a tie or two uh, had he asked. Exactly. Exactly. And it's totally not just, as you say, a sales philosophy. It is for everything that you want to get in life, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's, there's also a movie version of Go For No. Is that pretty much a like a film similar to the book, or is there a different storyline with that one? So that one is totally different. And on that, what we did was we decided that we know that, like Michael Jordan has this very famous quote. He talks about how he was trusted to take the game-winning shot like 30 times or something, and he missed a ton of shots, and he totally believes in this idea of failing your way to success. So we know that it's like a philosophy, but we wanted to talk to other people who believe it and have done it. So we went around the country and this was back when flip cameras came out, like the little tiny flip before really mm-hmm. iPhones had hit their stride in terms of being able to just flip, turn on your phone and, and <laughs> exactly. start filming. So we got these flip cameras and we went around the country and we interviewed all these really successful people, but we asked them, what do you do when you hear the word no? How do you feel about it? How? What do you think? And everyone kind of was telling us the same thing, but it was really interesting just to interview all these successful people and get their take on the go-for-no mindset. So that's kind of what the video is. In our mind, it was like a documentary. I don't know if, you've, if you're familiar with the movie called The Secret. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. So you know The Secret and you know how it's all interviewing people about the law of attraction fundamentally. Well, we kind of wanted to do the same thing with go-for-no, although ours was not fancy and it was on a serious budget. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes those are the best documentaries. So I'll I'll definitely be sure to check that out. And uh, Andrea, as a, I know you also do, like you just mentioned, the, the different speaking engagements. And I know that as a speaking team, you guys have participated in countless seminars and conferences and conventions. And you're oftentimes sharing this message about overcoming failure and rejection and as you said, like the fear of hearing the word no, like what do you enjoy most about helping people get past the fear? Well, I think what I love about it is that it's such a counterintuitive philosophy. I mean, it's one thing for me to just come on and say, get over your fear, don't worry, you're not going to die, everything's going to be fine, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And to some extent, I mean, that is all true. Um, And I think it's easy to have fears that pop up and we typically make things really dramatic and we overly dramatize, right? It's like, we just think something's going to go wrong. And the next thing you know, I'm going to try to live the dream I want to live and I'm going to screw it up and I'm going to be living under the freeway overpass and it's going to be horrible. And it's like, wait a minute. It's not, that's not how things usually go down. And if you apply yourself and work hard enough, usually it takes time and you have to be persistent. You can make things happen. So the thing I like about it is that it is counterintuitive Mm -hmm. that people don't realize that it's not about trying within your power to just get yes in your life and to have people tell you yes. We all want yeses, but that the secret, just like with the law of attraction, which is, hey, what you think about, you bring about, who, what you think about, you can become. And it's instead of always thinking, I just want yes, I just want yes, but then fearing no, it's, well, what if you just go for no? Like, what if you don't concern yourself with yes or no, but you just 
ask a lot of people and you share your message and you get out there and you, you're not worried about whether it's going to be a no or not. And that kind of alleviates, I think, a lot of the stress and pressure that people yeah. feel because I think a lot of us, we put ourselves under pressure to get a yes, yeah. right? It's like, I can't fail. I don't want to hear the word no. I don't want anybody to reject me. I don't want to be told no. And we think that that somehow we're on the wrong path if we let that happen. And it's really not. It's it's really on the path. It is on the right path. And so it's just kind of fun to, to watch people's reaction and their literal epiphany when they go, oh, I get it. It's not trying to avoid failure. It's that failure is okay. And that I love. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love how you have kind of broken that down for us, because in the book, you share some insight on how setting a sales goals can actually limit you from reaching their potential. And I know it's in the story that that Richard told, but like when it comes to like selling more and then also like how to not have a sales goal, but just try to like shoot for like the endless opportunities with the go for no philosophy. Can you kind of dig into that a little bit more and explain to us exactly how that philosophy is broken down? Yeah, absolutely. So, well, the whole idea is that we all set goals for the number of successes or yeses we want or the number of dollars we want to bring in or whatever, and which is totally understandable and normal, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're on your own and it's like, hey, you've got to meet these sales goals or you're not going to eat. I mean, that kind of, you're not going to pay the rent. I mean, that kind of stuff, right? It yeah. gets, gets really important. So, the thing with yes goals, though, is when we usually hit our goal, like if I said to myself, all right, well, my goal is to make $5,000 this month, and once I reach that goal, if I reached that goal and I still had a week left in the month, I would probably slow down or stop because I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm great. I hit my dollar goal of sales that I wanted for the month. Mm. But instead, when we set a no goal where we say, I'm going to try to get as many no's from as many different people my prospects, my customers, whoever I'm going after as I possibly can. And if I hit my dollar goal, I hit the 5,000, it doesn't matter when I hit it. I have to keep going and try to get as many no's as possible. And so what happens is that it keeps us in action because sometimes when we hit our goals, we just, that's when we stop. That's yeah. when we limit ourselves, right? So it's just kind of a fun, interesting way what can happen in terms of what we can create, what we can bring in in terms of dollars. And sometimes when you set a goal for the number of no's you're going to hear, you end up getting yeses in very unexpected ways from unexpected people. But since most of the time we're concerned about, we, we like what we do is we say, oh, I'm not going to talk to this person because I know they'll just turn me down. I know they'll say no to my offer. Yeah. I know they don't have the money or they, they won't spend the money or they don't have it. And Go for no is like the whole philosophy is, well, no, you don't really know, right? You don't exactly. you think yeah. you know, right? But you don't really, <laughs> really know. know. Yeah. So why don't we just go for no and see what happens? And a lot of times you find that the people you were convinced would turn you down don't. And the people you thought for sure were a yes turn out to be no. <laughs> so it's like you think you know who's going to do what, but you don't. And so that's why you have to take action with everyone and setting goals like that, make sure that you do that. Exactly. Yeah. And it, when you talk about taking action, which kind of takes me into our next question is like when we're kids, it's we 
not that we're necessarily asking for stuff to receive the no, but it's like you, you're constantly asking and then eventually you get the yes. And I know that you guys had like a, a smaller version of that. But like when you talk about rediscovering the persistence and the tenacity that we had as kids, do you think it's a matter of getting comfortable with with hearing the word no again so we can tap into our potential? Or like what was the whole reasoning behind kind of including that? Well, I think you're exactly right. And that's really well said. And that's why we talk about um, and we have this funny business card, like you were saying, which is kind of like a little mini version of the book. And it's, yeah. it's basically this little booklet that a friend of ours, his daughter created. And it's her asking her daddy for a cookie over and over. And the story that she, this little story that she created, she's like, I, I asked my daddy for a cookie. He said, no, I asked him for a cookie. He said, no, I asked him for a cookie. He said, no, I asked him for a cookie. He gave me a cookie. <laughs> and it's that childlike persistence and you're right that it is about getting comfortable with the word no again because that is where our potential is and somewhere along the line we just let that persistence go and I know none of us want to be that pushy salesperson or that pushy person in general and the nice thing is you don't have to be that way nothing about go for no suggests that you have to become some kind of sales shark where you're badgering people and you're just over the top, but it is about remembering what you were like when you were a kid, which was, hey, I'm going to fail and I'm going to keep trying. And if I want to climb this tree and I fall off, I'm just going to get back up and try again or riding a bike or any of the skills that we were learning when we were kids. It's like, we didn't care. We didn't care who we failed exactly. in front of. Yeah. It, just, it was just like, whatever. And, <laughs> right. And then as adults, we're like, oh, I don't want this person to know. I don't want my family to know. I just care about every what everybody thinks, and so that can be that is so seductively destructive. Yeah. And we just have to get that childlike permission back. Really, I call it permission to fail. I call it like you have to almost reparent yourself and say, like, "Hey, yeah. I'm new at this, or this is a new skill. I'm going to give myself permission to fail. It's okay." Permission to fail. I love that. Yeah, we definitely need to adopt that because we uh, some of us get paralyzed by you know, the rejection and, you know, hearing no. And it seems like it's obvious. It seems like, you know, obviously you don't want to get rejected. And so you just kind of just close off and then just kind of do the bare minimum. But why do you think most of us like struggle with this fear? Like even knowing this, even we say, okay, hey, we're going to go and try a week of adopting the go for no philosophy. But then maybe it'll go good for like a couple of days. And then we just kind of go back into that place where we once were with, you know, not wanting to hear the word no. So why do you think we fear that so much? Yeah, well, that and you really hit the nail on the head there because that happens a lot. I see it happen all the time. People tap into this philosophy and they go, oh, my gosh, I get it. I'm going to do it. And then they kind of fall back into their old ways. And so it is a struggle because. It's just uncomfortable, right? It's it's Mm, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, and it is uncomfortable, and it doesn't get comfortable for a while. I mean, listen, when Richard taught Go For No to me, when he shared the story and I was learning about the philosophy, I was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I'm a a superstar salesperson. (laughs) I have no problems with any of this. And then I had to get honest with myself, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you know what? I really don't like hearing no. I I realized – I thought I was a good salesperson and I was, but I also had to recognize that I didn't like to hear no. And so I would do things like I would 
think of something that maybe I could suggest to the customer, but then I would say like, oh no, I don't want to push. I don't want to take a chance. So I'm just going to be happy with this. Or I would be, I would kind of prejudge and say, well, I'm not going to talk to this person. I'll let them, if they want me, if they want my help, they'll call me or they'll reach out to me or whatever. So it's that whole thing where we do struggle with it. And I think it's just because we're, our comfort zone kind of shrinks in. And I don't necessarily know that social media is helping. I think that it makes learning how to communicate, learning how to ask and, and the whole rejection thing, even more of a challenge, like in your comfort zone, you have to push yourself even harder these days. I think. No, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's challenging, but this, the overall concept, this is gold. Once you get comfortable with doing it, I guess, enough times and, and really working to implement it, I see endless potential. Matter of fact, I see dollar signs. <laughs> when, I, when I was reading it, I was like, oh, cha-ching, you know, that, let me see how I can implement this because you're right. Like when you hear the word no, you're like, all right, I'm out. You know, I'm done for the day. <laughs> I'm, I've heard it 10 right. times. I'm checking out. I'll try again tomorrow. But this is definitely good. And, and Andrea, I know that you guys have a um, coaching program and your company Courage Crafters. Like what are some of the topics and concepts that what do you teach in addition to like go for no to help with like overall sales performance or just performance in general? Right. Well, the funny thing is, and thank you for asking, it's we teach like everything related to go for no. And so we teach about follow up and the need for follow up and, and kind of how to do it. And we do talk a lot about courage and fear and how to implement go for no and all of the different things to think about, like, all of the different ways that you can count your nose and track your nose. And we do in our coaching group, we do a go for no challenge, which we're kind of in the middle of actually. And so people are doing a 21 day go for no challenge, which is, Hey, go out and see as how many no's that you can get. And we break it down. So we'll say a major no is someone says no to your offer. So you contact someone and you say, Hey, would you like to whatever, whatever your business is, if they told you no, that's a major no. But there's also minor no's. So you can track your no's in terms of the services that you offer to a potential customer. So you may have three things that you offer. You mm-hmm. offer all three. They say yes to one, but two to the other, uh, no to two other offers. So you got two minor no's. And then personal no's. So you can experiment and go for no in all kinds of different ways. Keetra, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're asking for a better table in a restaurant or you just you're somewhere and they're giving away like a free cookie at the grocery store to kids but yeah. you want one you go like hey can I have one of those cookies? <laughs> you know like right. um it's always for the kids right yeah so, there you go uh, so whatever fun thing it is just to challenge yourself so we do a lot of a lot of fun interesting things and it's kind of a combination of training people in the strategy but then also coaching them through it and to your point of gosh it seems like it could be a struggle how do you help people improve it's just I call it motivation. It's like constant motivation. You have to constantly be reminded because you can easily slip back into your ways, just like we all do. Yeah, no, and it it definitely is easy, easier to slip back into the old ways and to go forward with the new ways that we that we know will get us the uh, the rewards and the things that we are looking for. What advice would you have for like those who are afraid to make important phone calls or not? Let's skip. Let's skip the phone call part because I know we were kind of going into more of the sales, but this is actually like self-help and kind of helping to 
I don't want to say rediscover what we had when we were children, but more so like to improve. What's the word I'm looking for? What advice would you have for those who are afraid to step out of the comfort zone to try new things? Whether it's, you know, you know what I mean? Like, what would you have for, for us? Absolutely. Well, it's a great question because there's people that there's some people, and I think you're probably one of them where you hear the message and you say, oh, I get it. That's interesting. I can do this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to go out here and know more. Right. Even though, like you said, you said, yeah, I hear a few no's and it's like, oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> but you, said something, you said something really interesting. I want to give you credit for this. And this is something that it takes people some time. And everybody is different, but I want to give you credit for this because you said, you said, yeah, I'll, I'll hear 10 no's and then I'll say, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'll, I'll have to try again tomorrow. Now, there's a lot of people out there that would say, I can hear one no and I'll try again next month. Like, that's <laughs> all I can do. You said, I can, okay, I'll hear 10 and I'll try again tomorrow. So you are at a different mindset and you're at a different level, which is, you can take a lot more, and then your knee-jerk reaction was, I'll try tomorrow, which is really huge, because from a fear standpoint, just in you using that language, there's people who say, I don't even want to do it. Like, I don't want to try again tomorrow. I don't want 10 no's. I'm really afraid, and they have a lot of anxiety. And so a lot of it is is telling people that if I said to you, okay, you have to get on the phone and the next person that you talk to, you got to sell them on whatever it is you want to sell them and you better get a yes. And if yeah. you don't, I'm going to throw you in jail for a month. Like, <laughs> We're oh selling. Exactly. Yeah, I better, I better twist this person's arm. I better <laughs> pressure them. I better do whatever I can right? um, just to get them to say yes. There's that, all that pressure. Well, instead, if I said, hey, I just want you to do your best presentation, call the next person, and whatever they say, they say, and it's just fine. It doesn't, you're not going to be thrown in jail if they say no, and if they say yes, it's just fine. And so all of that stress and pressure that you put on yourself would be lifted, and that's really the thing that I try to impart to people is about their fears is you're putting all of this outside unnecessary pressure on yourself is the more pressure you remove, the more attractive and mm-hmm. confident you will come across, but the more pressure to some people. Just, and I think where it comes from, though, is that perfectionism, mm-hmm. that tendency to have that perfectionistic personality and that maybe some people that type A, I'm going to succeed and this is going to be amazing, which is great, but then sometimes it can backfire. And then yeah. they have all this anxiety about what if this doesn't go well and I stumble and I look like an idiot and they don't say yes. Well, let's not worry about it. like that. Let's just get better and improve and not worry about all that. And that is how we have to reprogram our thinking. Absolutely. Love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Reprogram our thinking. That is the first step. So, Andrea, tell us a little bit about what's the overall mission for Courage Crafters and the work that you all are doing it really is, I guess, to encourage and, um, again, to motivate, <laughs> use that yeah. word again, people, and to just remind them that the courage that they're looking for is inside them. We all have that courage. We just have to tap into it. And so it's really about, our mission is really about showing people that through Go For No and some other things that we've written and, and really through the speaking and training and coaching that we do, that is really how we show people that they can tap into their courage and ultimately live 
the goals and dreams that they have. I mean, that is our mission is to help people. You know, it's one thing to be told no. It's one thing to be rejected. And if you're rejected in the marketplace, so be it. But it's a whole other thing when you tell yourself no, because that is really an unnecessary rejection. It's you reject yourself before anyone can reject you. And then you never know what could have happened. So I hate to think of that as the outcome for anyone. And that's kind of my passion. Yeah, that is perfect. And before we wrap up, I'm going to add this last question in because I know that go for no is so important and it can be used across. It doesn't matter what it is, but like for anybody that is listening, aspiring speakers, writers, actors, musicians, anybody that's looking to do anything new or uh, even starting a company, like what words of encouragement would you have for them pertaining to the go for no philosophy? Yeah, I would say that get out there and start and test and try and fail. And as long as you're passionate about it and you you tap into your mission, so when you do have a failure, when you do have that rejection, remember what it is you're doing, remember why you're doing it, and always own your value. We spend a lot of time talking about that in our course as well Is you have value as a person, like just remember your value as, as who you are and that that's really important and the value that you're bringing. And if you can tap into that and just give yourself permission to fail, especially when you're learning and you're going out there and it's new, give yourself permission to fail and then let whatever happens happen and then try again. Try again. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. Okay, so before we wrap up, Andrea, let us know where we can find out more about you online, Courage Crafters, Go For No, and then also if you have any upcoming events and uh, releases, and then if you could include where for the online courses, I think that's important. There might be some people that want to sign up for that and get more information. So just anything that you have, just go ahead and drop it on us. As always, I will include the details in the show notes for those who are interested and just anything else you want to include. Awesome. Well, thank you. It's Well, first of all, and I know you'd appreciate this because you're a branding expert, so it's everything is branded under Go For No. Good, good. So, there we go. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're Go For No on, um, and that's spelled out in words. So it's G-O-F-O-R-N-O, Go For No on Twitter and on Facebook. We've got a Facebook community and on Instagram and all of that. And then at the website, goforno.com too, people can come and take a their no quotient assessment so they can see where their mindset is ranking in terms of they get to take a little free assessment, get the newsletter there, um, find out about the course. That's on there too. And if people are Amazon shoppers, they can buy the book on Amazon. That's what I would suggest for that. Absolutely. You guys have got to get the book. You have got to get the book. It is a quick read. It's going to take you no more than maybe 30, 45 minutes, if that. And it is one thing I like about the book. I'll, I'll say this real quick before we close, if you don't mind, is that it's, it's not the typical strategy. You know, those guides that kind of give you, OK, do this, this, this and this. This is a story that needs to be shared. And so I, I definitely enjoy it. And I'm endorsing that book. I'm telling you guys, go get it. You'll appreciate it. And we definitely appreciate you, Andrea and uh, Richard, for putting that together. It's a great, great resource. Thank you so much. And I loved chatting with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We will have you back here again soon. You enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thank you. 
Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.